Glitter. RPG a day. Take over. So, Lever. I don't really have much to say about Lever. I mean, you know, leverage to get your characters into play and and leverage to get them into the game in terms of like you know giving them a reason to feel bad or feel good or want to help or whatever but maybe like literally levers like I once played this character um that when I was doing a description of the character I said that she was a really curious character liked to play with stuff um and I said that she was the sort of character that would literally pull a lever if she saw one or push a button without actually stopping to figure out what it might do or whether that was a good idea or whatever. Um, the DM took that pretty literally uh, and I was rolling like will saves to not pull levers and push buttons and stuff and literally I wasn't allowed to go into a room first because uh, there had once been a room where I pulled the lever and let the hellhounds out into the room and we all got pretty badly attacked so uh, I, they had to go into the room and clear any levers and buttons and stuff before you know it was like, it was awkward. It was awkward. I wish I'd never said anything. Um, I wish the DM hadn't taken me quite so literally. Uh, I wish it was more of a roleplay opportunity than a, I need to do this. So, yeah, you know, mistakes were made all around. But um, it was interesting. It was interesting. I mean, I've never put a lever into a game that my characters haven't been fascinated by. So... Maybe it's not necessarily always about leverage as it is about just a lever. Okay, Kyra's leveling again. She's now level 13. She has reached heights that Jules, playing a character, can only dream of right now. Uh, her HP is 81, which isn't amazing, but, you know, I'm not pumping those stats. She gets proficiency of plus 5 at this level, um, which is pretty sweet. Um, that means that she, her spell attack modifier is plus 10, and her spell save DC is 18, which is pretty damn sweet, actually. It's going to be pretty tough to beat her in a fight now. And speaking of fighting, she gets another spell, but she gets a 7th level spell. I've never cast a 7th level spell in my life. Um, I would be so excited to do that. I can't wait to do that one day. Uh, okay, so 7th level spells. We have 6 spells. 6 spells. It's okay, so a d6 it is. So we have 1 Firestorm, 2 Mirage Arcane, three Plane Shift, four Regenerate, five Reverse Gravity, and six Whirlwind. I'm going to go with the Metallic Dice on this one because, I don't know, it just feels more like it's got more gravitas or something. I don't know. Okay. 
All right then. Um, which one do you think would be weird for Kyra to have, or like maybe like destiny for Kyra to have right now? Which one are you thinking of? Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Would it be Firestorm? Yeah. Yeah, because it's Firestorm. So, holy crap. <laughs> This is getting kind of spooky. Anyway, okay. So essentially what this storm what this firestorm does, it's got it's instantaneous. Um it's got the deck save of 18. It's um uh okay, yeah. I'm just sorry, I'm reading it without reading it to you. Um really rude and just thinking, oh my god. Um so a storm made up of sheets of roaring flame appears in a location that you choose within range. The area of the storm consists of up to 10, f- 10, 10 foot cubes, which you can arrange as you wish. Each cube must have at least one face adjacent to the face of another cube. Each creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 7d 10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful the fire damages objects in the area and ignites flammable objects that aren't being worn or carried but if you choose plant life in that area is unaffected by that spell tell me that's not destiny The last time Kyra had set her eyes on this stone building being swallowed by nature, it had reminded her of the priestess and her temple in Sunshard. Knowing what she knew now, Kyra didn't think that was an accident. Nothing is when destiny is in play. She walked inside feeling the temperature grow cooler out of the sunshine and let her eyes adjust to the darkness. Looking around, she couldn't see any obvious signs that someone had made camp here and she was disappointed. She was sure there was something here. Maybe she just needed to look harder. Was there tracks to find? Or something left behind? Or maybe even a secret entrance? Or was she stumped at the first turtle? So DM Jules popping in here to make Kyra roll some checks. She's going to do a basic perception check to see what she finds by looking. And then she's going to roll an investigation check as she tugs at things to find what might be hidden. Because as we know, if we're listening along, they are two very different things. So uh, the perception check is DC 16. And I'm going to roll a blue dice for that one. Um, And that's to see something. Uh, An investigation is DC 18 to find what might be hidden. And I'm going to roll a purple dice for investigation. So let's see. Oh, shit. I rolled real well. Okay, so blue got 16 plus 9. So she definitely blitzes that one. And purple got 19 plus 0. Cool. Get it, Kyra? So let's go back to see what happens. Kyra could see that there were paw prints and boot prints marking the dirt that made up the floor, and they seemed to walk straight into the wall covered in vines and ivy. There were several, and the ground was sunken in a little in a hardened path, like this was a well-used passage or had been walked by many creatures. She must be in the right place then. 
She pushed the vines to the side and they swung easily out of the way, revealing a dirty stone wall. The wall had no holes or handles in it, so she started feeling around for loose stones, pressing everything in case it depressed, and she still couldn't find any way to get through this barrier. The vines swung around her, slapping at her and tangling up in her back. Getting hot and bothered, she pushed the vines to the side and tied them up. She stepped back now to the bare wall and stared at it, looking for anything out of the ordinary. Now the vines were out of the way, she could see that there was a faint line in between the stones running from the ceiling to the floor, and now knowing what she was looking for, she investigated the wall along further, looking for a similar crack, and found one. They were about an arm's width apart, the size of a decent doorway, and a real slab of weight. Okay, good, so this is how they got through. So how did it work then? Frustrated, she stepped away to look outside to the glare of the sunshine on the glade. She took a swig from her water flask and turned back to look once more at this wall that was defying her. And then she saw it. There's a crudely drawn flame and dirt smudged onto the wall. Of course, she thought wryly. The only ones allowed in are the ones who wish to burn it all down. She put her flask away and stared at her hand. The flame came easily as if she'd been able to do this since a child. She stared at it. She knew this was created by her and under her control, but fire had always felt like it had its own life. So could you ever really control it? She threw the fire away from herself and saw it burst into sparks on the stone wall. The flaming symbol lit up in a burning red and the stone wall shuddered, being swallowed into the floor. The tunnel ahead of her was dark, and the floor sloped down into the earth. What was it with Danfern and tunnels? Now I'm going to roll a quick check to see if Kyra does anything to prepare, basically, or whether she just walks in. Um, So evens, she prepares, odds, she does not. Okay, I'm rolling lights out right now. Um, That is an 18 even, she prepares, so... Kyra drew the carved staff given to her by M and pulled a sprig of mistletoe from her pocket. Running her hands and the leaves over it, she whispered, Shh, Lele. The stone grasped at the end of the staff and glowed a bright green, and the vines carved around the staff writhed and thickened and grew thorns. She reached for the light coming through from the gaps from the outside and pulled it into her fist and then stretched the same hand out towards the stone at the top of the staff and whispered, Shine! As she twisted her fingers in the air above it, coaxing the light to glow into a ball of bright daylight. She nodded to herself. With shillelagh and daylight cast, she felt as ready as she could be for what might be waiting for her below. Thanks for joining me in this Jewels from NZ RPG A Day Takeover Special. I hope you're enjoying our improvised D&D 5e story. Tune in tomorrow for our next prompt. Thanks to my gems, KP, Bobby, Shell, Scott, Glenn, James and Jason. And a big thanks to everyone listening. I don't know if it was Aotearoa New Zealand or roleplay games that brought you here, but I'm super glad that you've stopped by. We'll be back to New Zealand episodes in September because August is for RPG. Enohora, kakite ano, goodbye, and see you again soon.
Mwah.